0: what is going on people you are watching culture tv for the culture by the culture my name is nick nagarko let's do this yeah so um seen on your twitter before yes i think i think he said i got a photographic memory so I'm trying to remember what he said Something along the lines of um first physical shoot in a minute or a while <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> and there's a hint of racism in the air, and you can't quite put your finger on it. Talk, talk to me about that, bro.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know you was gonna read that. That's number one. So, nah, it come on my timeline, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't looking for it. it was... I don't want to be held accountable to, for that statement. But um, literally, I was getting onto the train, and I was a bit to the left as a guy was coming off. Yeah. And I'm waiting for him to come off, and he's like, "If you move out of the way, I can come off." But like, I wasn't in his way, so then that happened, and then so that, that was like a weird moment, and then I was on the train. And then I was sitting across from this guy, and he was just looking at me. And I was like, "What's happening?" I just feel super weird. I yeah. just I couldn't explain it. I just felt I just felt weird. Anyway, I don't stand by that statement. <laughs> yeah, I've not even been on a train since all this nonsense. Maybe it's maybe it's literally. I thought to myself, maybe it's in my head because of the amount not going out that i've been doing so so maybe it's just okay being around civilization because people have spoken about the fact that when we come out of lockdowns it's kind of weird being around people again yeah and you have that kind of social anxiety which to be honest i don't have so maybe i don't know
0: what do you mean you don't have it
1: social anxiety nah not at this point nah i've I've done way too many wild things in public like i i am who i am do you get what i'm saying Mm. anywhere Mm -hmm. so because i am who i am anywhere my friends have had to deal with me laughing, falling over on the floor laughing, choking on my laugh. Like anything like in public talking loud, like not really caring about the decibel of my voice, things of that nature like. Yeah. I I and when my friends, one of my friends, when he first started hanging around me, he thought I was an attention seeker yeah. until he realized it's just that I don't care that the attention is there. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, I yeah, just yeah. live my life. Yeah, when yeah. I'm out with my friends, I'm out with my if I'm if me and you have gone out. Yeah. Me and you have gone out. I don't yeah. even think about Anyone else there? Six billion people on the planet. Like it's just, you know, me and who I'm with. So yeah, social. Have you dealt with this lockdown? Wonderfully, to be honest. Personally, (laughs) personally, I've I've dealt with it good. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm (laughs) a homebody. But for my friends and my family and the people that it does bother, I'm sad for them. Yeah. Very sad for them. Even my dad was supposed to go on holiday. He was actually on the plane to Jamaica and they cancelled it. They cancelled the flight whilst he's on imagine. What do you mean they They're on def- the plane, no, no it. not me there. <laughs> he sat on the no, plane. They, they sat on the plane and before he got off the runway, they canceled the flight. Imagine you go Whoa. all the way from Birmingham to Heathrow, you know, you do your boarding pass, yeah. being, they check you, you go through, you're all right. And then you find out you don't go anywhere. So he sat
0: them. on the plane about to order his first brandy or whatever, everything's nice. He's got his, he's got got don't, his sunglasses.
1: He don't drink. I'm assuming he would have ordered nothing. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, imagine. Right. Imagine. That's the thing with this, though. Like they just switch up the rules rapid. Is that why you got back from Dubai so quick? Me, I
1: didn't, <laughs> I didn't go, I didn't go to Dubai. I, didn't, I, 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 I shan't
0: be joining the Dubai train. What is the Dubai thing, man? What is? I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. We, I was gonna go for. I was gonna go on the 29th of December, mm-hmm. but then. What happened in the news on the 29th of December? There was some. There was some madness. I think it was like <clears throat> COVID two. There mm. was the new COVID. Yeah, 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 the revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. COVID revenge came back. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it was like, you know, I'm not getting stuck in Dubai. COVID reloaded. <laughs> COVID, re- exactly, bro. Yeah. Exactly. But I've seen ev- everyone's running back now mm-hmm. because it's it's the 14 day quarantine, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of people that
1: I know actually like stuck over there. I'm um, Charlie Slough, who's a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been out there. there for he's a been out there for a while because he's like, yo, I need to live. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. He's, he's been there. working though,
0: right? Yeah, The yeah, whole, so, whole time, whole time. So he's, it's working. It? If you can get, you can't get money here, especially in music now. Like, there's no shows. There's no, there's no nothing. Yeah, yeah. But you've been busy though, right?
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm in a different field. I'm, I'm. I would say I'm more in advertising. Right. So. There's still companies that. So, what have you been advertising? All kinds of different things. um, Done adverts for, since this year, uh, JD, Subway.
0: From home? From home. On Zoom?
1: Um, Not on Zoom. So, I'll just film. They'll give me a brief. I'll film the content based on what they want to advertise in the brief. And then I'll just put it out. They'll approve it and I'll put it out. So, that's been like most of my work during this time. The only shoot I've gone and physically done is. I um, shoot for E4 for a TV show that I'm on. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that actually. Yeah. So, yeah, and then yeah. this one. Yep, and then, and then today. Yeah, man. At the house, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't even move my body like this.
0: <laughs> so you, when did you leave one extra? now? Last summer?
1: Yeah, last summer, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was mad, that. <laughs> a little, yeah. That was mad, that. yeah. So you, when you when I seen that, I was like, right, yo, I, I know what it is to get a job on it. I've done the pilots for that for that station. It's like, Mm. it's it's a big job that Mm. and it it's a, getting the job's one thing, but to get to a position to be able to get the job is another graph that no one ever sees and that only you will know what went into that. But to make that decision, I mean, when I heard, I heard the N word on the news and I was like, (sighs) I was shocked, Mm -hmm. but I didn't see anyone else at that station leave
1: yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't expect anybody else to and it's not like I had any conversation with anybody else before I did it Mm -hmm. that was kind of a personal decision for me and I didn't I didn't so much make that decision because the n-word got said I more made the decision because it got said people complained and Mm -hmm. then nothing happened Mm -hmm. that's a different like I wasn't all right with it being said but I would have been all right with it being said and then apology being issued once it's addressed because I understand that we live in a system that's going to take time to change Mm -hmm. like if you don't want to work in a flawed system or a System that isn't affected by system systemic racism, then you work nowhere. That's my personal <laughs> yeah. opinion. You work literally nowhere. Yeah. But I believe that we're on the path to growth. Yeah. We're on the path to going forward, and that what what happened there for me was a step backwards in the wildest of times. Like you couldn't, you yeah. couldn't, you couldn't read the room any less. No. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. just weren't the time. It <laughs> weren't the time for that. Like it weren't the time to say, you know what? Let's just let's just test it. Let's just let's just test out saying. Like you know what I mean? No. It's not the time. It's not the time. So. For me, it just felt like a slap in the face, and as I said, slap in the face is one thing, but then, you know, eighteen thousand people complaining the right way because mm-hmm. you know I I did what I did, and then an apology was issued like twenty four hours later.
0: But that don't make me feel good because eighteen thousand people think, well, complained it, the right way. I, I mean the way, the way, the narrative like on social kind of came across is mm-hmm. like, it's like Sideman quit his job, mm-hmm. and then it was like. We've kind of got to apologise now because we're losing our we're losing our team for this, mm. and that's um, maybe that wasn't how it was internally yeah. or whatnot. But I'm saying that's I think a lot of people in the outside world may have picked up on, on that narrative and 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 viewed it that way. I think it was I think it was a PR thing. I don't think it was so much losing <clears throat> me.
1: Um, I just think it was a PR thing. Obviously Mm -hmm. it just looks bad and Mm -hmm. it went everywhere. Like this was in the States, it was in the New York Times and that Breakfast Club everywhere. So because the news had traveled that far. Was
0: it over there? Yeah, yeah,
1: it was over in the States as well. Mm -hmm. So because it traveled that far, I think there was like, okay, we need to, there's clearly a strong sentiment on this. We need to address it. Mm -hmm. So I think think that's what it was. Um, But I don't take too much stuck or look at myself anyway greatly for that because that's just always that's always been the kind of person I've been don't make certain make certain sense to me because I'll do it that's yeah. just the kind of person that I am yeah. it just has to make sense yeah. if, it, if it makes sense to me in my head however wild it may seem to the outside world yeah. I will do it do you get what I'm saying I've always been like that and for me that just made sense it didn't make <laughs> sense I, I don't like I try I think we're all fake but I try my best to be as
0: what do you mean we're all fake
1: I just think everybody's hypocritical. hypocritical well, everybody wears a mask yeah not, not even just the mask the idea of mask I think we do, we, we are, we just live in a hypocritical society. We are hypocritical. We 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 dish out we dish out plates we can't eat. Yeah. We 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 hold people to standards that we don't actually hold ourselves to. Mm-hmm. I just think we're all hypocritical in some ways, but I like to look in my look myself in the mirror and chip off as much hypocrisy as possible. Yeah. And for me, I can't be talking all of this Black Lives Matter stuff and then call myself a presenter at a place that just said the end Let a white woman say the N word, and then no apology. That just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't. Like, it's, it's gonna seem disingenuous to mm-hmm. me when I go and talk like this afterwards. After that, mm-hmm. so that's that's what that was about. That was a that was a decision for me. Yeah. So I never expected anybody to make that decision with me. And and everybody's in different positions. So
0: what was me. your team saying, or oh, like, how how did how did like your manager and like? They were all cool with it. Were they cool um, with my, it? Yeah, my, my whole team was cool
1: with it. Like, which I, I, I'm thankful that I have a team like that. Yeah, yeah, That, yeah. that they understand that at the end of the They're day. They're good people, uh, That yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an individual. I'm an individual and I have my thought. But they were, to be honest, they were with it. They got it. Like, yeah. literally, I said, I, I when I said it to them, I was like, yo, I'm feeling to do this. I was like, do it. If that's what you feel to do, do it. Like, they was they was with it straight away, so. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: So at what, at what point after, um, at what point after you heard that being said on air, did you think, I, I need to leave this place? Like four or five days after, because as I said, it wasn't the hearing it that was
1: the issue. It was the fact that people complained. Did you expect them to apologise? Yeah, because um, it was like the second most complained thing to Ofcom ever. 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 Really? Like, so I've got <laughs> BBC complaints or wherever. So, 18,000 people yeah. went to some boring email site yeah. and, wrote, and wrote emails. <laughs> what I did was just a little social media video. Do yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They did it the right way, yeah. and I don't think it's right for people to do complain the right way. Like mm-hmm. the BBC have apologized for things that I've had three complaints before, mm-hmm. much less 18,000. So yeah. that that for me was the problem, because for me the thing is, okay, if I'm gonna work within a system to change it, mm-hmm. I have to believe that the system is changeable. If you're telling me 18,000 people's voices don't matter, it's gonna make me feel like this isn't changeable. Yeah. So I have to step away from this. That's yeah. what that was all about. The thing
0: is, it's kind of like moving the Titanic in it. Like you can't just lick a U-turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when they seen the iceberg, like they couldn't just go, right, stop yeah it's a big ship yeah. it's a big it's yeah. a big liner and it yeah. takes time to steer change direction yeah. but if you're not if you're not turning the knobs at the yeah. right time to go in the way it needs to go then yeah, every, and everybody needs to fight in their own way the bbc is not going anywhere it's into it's
1: integral to this country yeah. so there's definitely needs to be people still especially it. one extra as well yeah. like i think that is that's incredible. the thing one extra one extra is not even though I'm from One Extra, One Extra does not reflect the rest of the BBC in any way. One Extra is a place that has championed the black talent yeah, and, and pushed and progressed black talent forward yeah. for longer than I've been there. Yeah. For, for So I, I don't, I never did this as a disrespect to One Extra. It's just that if One Extra never had BBC One Extra at the front of it, yeah. do you get what I'm saying yeah, then? Yeah, But yeah, for yeah. me, I just did what I needed to do. But yeah. people still need to be behind those walls, fighting from the inside to change things. So you know, what I mean, everybody just fights their own different way. How
0: relevant do you think radio is now in 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 the in the grand scheme of things? So I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this Just I put a post on the Instagram the other day, and I was, I was looking at like Spotify royalties. Like mm-hmm. uh, there was a time in my life when I used to look at like radio plays and thinking how much money I'm going to make off my radio mm-hmm. plays for, uh, from a music perspective, mm-hmm. but then. Now I don't even I don't even think about that. Mm, I'm looking mm, at Spotify, and then I'm, I listen to one extra like one extra is like my permanent jam mm-hmm, in the car. Mm-hmm. Like it's the first thing that comes on when I yeah. get in my car. Yeah. Um, but outside of me driving, how mm-hmm. how much would I am I plugging into radio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as such? Radio is relevant, especially to new talent. Yeah. It helps
1: to cultivate new talent. It helps to it helps to give new talent that drive. And that energy, to say, okay, we're being recognised. We can we can push with this. We can go with this. The brand, the the, the having your song on radio still holds weight, yeah. especially for you know newer artists. So it does still have a place in the system. Yeah. It's just that um, you know things like Spotify and things of that nature have a place that is more current. Yeah, it's more on the money. It's more we're gonna address what's happening now in the now. Yeah, whereas radio kind of plays catch up with a lot of stuff. Yeah, it does. But yeah. radio also is a is kind of the breeding ground for a lot of new. Yeah, because I
0: f- I feel like radio up until like really the explosion of Spotify sort of taking over mm. sort of the music market aspect. I feel radio was it was the leader when it came to bringing the first place you'd ever hear new music was radio. Power I still Ranger. think that's, that's kind of the case. It, it's not, it, it, it. unless an artist has built a
1: platform for themselves, Mm -hmm. through social media, radio can still be one of the springboards to a lot of new talent a lot of emerging talent. Like, whereas, you know, streaming sites, they kind of lend themselves to just promoting somebody that's already kind of promoted. Yeah, I hear that. But but, as I I said, radio still has its place, but I just feel like it's going to be drowned out and that brand recognition Mm -hmm. is going to get lower and lower the less radio is able to react to what's going on in the now. Because there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of, okay, we got to clear this with this and clear that with that. Whereas with you know with the online thing and and stuff like that, things are just a lot more immediate.
0: Yeah, yeah. How have you found things since you left the BBC?
1: Um, good. Like, I had my, even though I love my time in radio, I was there one one day a week. Yeah, I had a sh- I had a show that was weekly, but it was one day a week. Did, it was, was like a was massive it your, change in my life.
0: How I first come across you? Yeah, because I I, I used to, was with, on the show with Charlie. Yes. So when Charlie left, I got my own show. Ah, okay. But my show was
1: one day a week. Right, so So it wasn't like a massive change to my life. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like I was there one day a week. And obviously because of this big stink around me leaving a lot of new opportunities came my way in many different forms. And I was already doing quite well anyway at the time. So I can't complain. Like it wasn't like a... It wasn't like a grave financial decision for me to leave at that point because I had already had a lot of other things going on. Yeah. It was more just, you know, sad me leaving because obviously I enjoyed doing radio yeah. and, it, and it, you know, it set me apart in a lot of ways from a lot of different comedians and presenters because yeah. a lot of people, I, w- I was just doing so many different things yeah. and, it, and I, I'm thankful for my time in radio because it established me as a presenter and not
0: just a comedian. Yeah, And so I'm, I'm appreciative so of it. So was that. it comedy first? Yeah, comedy was first. And then present it. Yeah. So is that how so, so how did the sideman thing come about?
1: So literally um the process of that is that I was I used to do online videos. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean used to, I still do. But I was yeah. doing comedy videos. I was doing comedy videos and then Gigs reposted one, yeah, and then I asked him to do one with me, and he kindly obliged, and we did a video together, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Charlie saw that and followed me, right? And then I asked Charlie, would he do yeah, a video with me? Yeah, because them two me? are boys, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know they was as cool as as as. Now I know how cool they are. Yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah. So at the time I didn't. So he followed me, and I said, would you be up for doing one? Yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah. yeah. Then he proceeded to blank me for like a year and a half. <laughs> so like literally like he Charlie did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I'd be messaging him, I'd be like, bro. Oh, just, a remi- just a reminder about the video, but then I got more and more pathetic as time went on. So it was just like, eventually, I even started saying, Bro, I told all my friends about this, and i like, like, Now I look like a waste man, and that. But I never was disrespectful. Yeah. And um, one day he called me. I was, in, I was in the cinema. I'll never forget. It. I was in the cinema. I was watching Thor. Luckily for him, it was well. Not Did you answer for him, the phone during the film? It was the, the second film? time. Yeah, yeah. If it was the first time, I was watching Thor, I wouldn't have answered it to no one. Yeah. I am a Thor fan. But um, yeah, so I answered it. I went outside to say. I didn't even hear what he said. It was just like, "Come London Thursday, BBC." I was like, "Yeah, yeah cool. He told me yeah. the time. I couldn't even really hear what he was saying, so I didn't even know what I was going for. Yeah. I turned up there for what? Am I doing a fire in the booth, an interview, what? And yeah. then it's like, "Okay, we're gonna test out you and Charlie sound on the mic." I was like, what do you mean you're gonna test out we sound on the mic?" It was like, you, you two are going to do this show on Radio One and One Extra before. I had no prior history in radio whatsoever. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So you you just turn up there?
1: I turn up there, there's like, we're going to test no our, brief? No brief. <laughs> we're going to test our you and Charlie sound under mic. Live on Radio One? No, no, not live. All you did it right. like a test, like a pilot. Oh, like a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And from there, I started doing radio with Charlie. Right. Life changer. I moved to London, got my own flat, like, Life changer, yeah. Life changer. Everything started to change after that.
0: And when was that now?
1: I don't even know. Like three, three years ago, so.
0: So I seen on um, I seen on I seen on your Twitter page, I and I keep talking about your Twitter page because it just keeps coming up on my timeline. <laughs> I'm not actually I'm not actually looking to check your Twitter page. It does, <laughs> does keep coming up on my time, man. But um, I see one video you put up the other day where you were talking about about coming moving to this country. Yeah. I was quite surprised. I didn't know that you were, you weren't born here. Yeah, I was born in Jamaica. Okay. When? Did, what age did you come here?
1: I I say different ages every time, but somewhere between nine and eleven. Right. Somewhere between there and there. What but, was that like? Um, different, but different for me in in uh, amazing ways, to be honest. Um, cause. I just I just knew I said to myself from from very young I won't be able to do what I want to do here. Yeah. My personality would I'd be dead right now if I was in Jamaica. Yeah. People used to say that to me all the time even when I was younger because I was just so opinionated <laughs> and I was just so ungiving my opinion regardless of the consequence. Yeah. So so and you you just don't do that there. Yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah. that's a quick recipe for not being here no more. So 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 yeah like <clears throat> I, I I I always wanted to move to America. That's the thing. Yeah. When I was younger, I was like I'm gonna move to America. I'm gonna become a journalist. That's the one I wanted to become at first. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Until I realized journalists kind of just get other people's opinions. They don't really share their own. I was like, nah, that's dead. Yeah. I have opinions. But um. So, li- <laughs> so, so literally. So literally. <laughs> um. I wanted to move to America, but I came here, and I, and I say a lot. About you know racism in the UK and things of that nature, but I love this country. Mm. I, I think I found home here. Mm. I'm cool to die right here because I've seen, I've I've seen the beauty, but also the severity of a third world country. Mm. And there's things I've seen I can't, you can't unsee, you can't take them back. Things I wouldn't even talk about, even though I left there when I was so young. Mm-hmm. I, I saw things. You got know what I'm saying? Mm. I experienced things. I experienced levels of poverty. Like in my lifetime, I have walked down the road and collected a bucket of water. Brought it on top of my head. You have it spilling over, and that uh, you only get half the water to your house because yeah. there's no tap. All of and that. Then you gotta go back and get of, another one. I've experienced I, that. I've lived that my, in myself because even even by Jamaican standards, I was poor, poor. It wasn't right. no, no It wasn't a regular poor. It was a different kind of poor. So, um, yeah. So I come to this country and I found and I, and I found redeeming qualities that that made me like it. For instance, just the level of freedom in terms of if I if I if I walk down the road with my laptop in my back. In, in in my bag. I don't think about that. Mm. I'm, I'm, I am got my bag with my laptop. I'd think twice before doing that back home. Where in Jamaica are you from? St. Elizabeth. Right. And don't get me wrong, this is not for me to diss Jamaica. I love Jamaica as a country. It's a beautiful country with beautiful people. And it's it's it shaped who I am today. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not gonna ignore, as I said, there's beauty, but there's also severity. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ignore the different struggles that come with a country that goes through the level of economic struggle and all, all kinds of other struggles that Jamaica goes through. Yeah. Um so. In England, I found law and I like law. I like, I like that law people- Law and order. I like, like law and order. And, like, like, and even though people did, we do make complaints about the law and <laughs> yeah. order here, trust trust me, Yeah, it's it's better yeah, than yeah. a lot of other places. Yeah. And you still get to feel like you're in the mix. Mm. I still get to feel like, I don't feel like I'm so distant from American culture here. Yeah. And now I know I could never live in America yeah. because America's too lawless for me to. Yeah. Like when I look at America from TV, I'm like, yeah, nah.
0: You've been in America?
1: If, no, even when I'm living in London, living in London let me know I could never live in New York because mm. my plan was to move to New York. But London's hustle and bustle was too much for me. Yeah. i just moved back to Birmingham. Yeah, well, New York's expensive as so, well. So, so if I can't take the hustle and bustle of, of London,
0: no way I can handle New York. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just thought, nah. And a lot of people tell me that New York and London are very similar. You know, it's my, my dad's from India, isn't it. My dad come here when he was like, like 16 or 17 or something like that. So mm-hmm. when I first went back over there to Annette, they're, they're not well off over there. Mm-hmm. So I first went there and I was like, 8 years old or something like that I was, talking, I was talking to someone about talking to someone about it it's super week in um on this show and um I never felt because when I'm here in England until I went there mm-hmm. I never felt so fucking fat and spoiled <laughs> until I went there yeah and I realized that it's 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 a different planet. I was saying in this in the video the other
1: day. I was like, when I came to this country and we rented our first house, yeah. and there was a wash, there was a there was a washing machine here. Yeah. I thought the people forgot it. <laughs> I thought they left it. I didn't think that you could just casually <laughs> oh they just leave washing machines and fridges in the house. Yeah. Insane. Like yeah. that to me was crazy. Yeah. I'd never seen a washing machine before yeah. in my life. Yeah. It was it was this, it was <laughs> rubbed close together until yeah. it's clean. Every piece of clothing. Like mm. I'd never seen that, so, there's certain so did you first
0: that, get a washing machine when you come to England? I've ne-
1: I'd never seen a washing machine. Before You've never I came seen here. one. I'd never seen a washing machine ever. Wow. I'd never seen snow. I'd never seen snow. I would never seen a washing machine until I came to this country. Loads of things I'd never seen before. I'd, I'd never seen a white person in real life. Really? I'd never seen a white person in real life until I came to this country ever. Wow. So and, and I lived in Ipswich when I first came here. So came in at Heathrow, lived in Ipswich. Which is just pure
0: a lot of white people. Yeah, I've been there, and- spare white people.
1: I loved it. <laughs> I loved it because I was being fetishized yeah. when I went to school. All the girls were touch- fetishized. What? So like, fetishized. yeah. So like, all of the girls was like touching my skin and like, yeah. like they had never seen a black person before. Yeah. Me and my brother was the only two black people yeah. at the primary school that we went to. Yeah. I didn't realize it was fetishization at the time. <laughs> so at the, at the time, I didn't realize that they'd never take me home to their parents. <laughs> but I didn't care.
0: Like I was, I was, I was a kid. I was, I was loving it at first. But yeah, did you think it was like? What, one thing I noticed is like, when um, the whole Brexit thing happened, mm-hmm. was that it was almost like a license or a pass got passed about to be to speak your opinion, if you were a bit racist, do you know what I mean? And for the first time, when I was in primary school, I used to hear stuff all the time. Packy this, packy that, rare, whatever, mm-hmm. I used to hear all of that. But then for a long time, I didn't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. For a long time. But then, literally, on the day after Brexit, mm-hmm. for the fit, and I ain't heard nothing, no one say nothing, I'd said nothing to me for ages. And like, I'm pretty fair skinned now, it's winter time, mm-hmm. so do you know what I mean? But at this particular time, I remember walking down the street in Deansgate, just in town here, and um, <clears throat> this old guy comes up to me and he goes, um, Our country used to be great. Our country. Mm. And it was the first time that I f- I'd felt like, in a long time, I'd felt like, rah, these lot think they can just say this. Mm. Like,
1: I, I, I didn't experience that with Brexit, because um, I found Brexit to be, the people that voted leave were the quiet majority. If I judged it by my social media, I would have been sure we were staying.
0: Yeah, me too. Everybody me was too. saying staying. We're me staying, we're too. going me away.
1: Too. Inclusion altogether, yeah. Europe. Really. Silent majority. I remember, I remember I when got I, I remember seeing the votes here. And when you saw the voting lines, yeah. weren't well, none of the people that was talking about staying. Yeah. None of them, <laughs> It was full up. It was full up. I all I saw was middle-aged white men. Yeah. That's all I saw. Yeah. So. I didn't experience that in terms of anybody saying anything. It was more George Floyd. Yeah. After George, George Floyd passed
0: and I started doing videos talking about racism more. Why do you think that moment? Cause yo, bro, that, that moment, I've not seen a moment in history in my lifetime. Neither have like I,
1: that. neither have I. It was the audacity. It was the audacity. I think that you could
0: just kill that guy yeah, like Yeah, day,
1: broad daylight. Knowing, people, knowing people are recording you. That's all it was. It was audacity. That's why I left the BBC, because it was audacity. There's certain things. It's different when somebody's hitting mm. you in the back, but it's different when somebody's spitting in your face. But also, I just want to be clear. During that time, I had also never seen that man, that much support from white people mm. that were just not with that. Yep. And I, for me, I've gotten to a point where I just feel like a certain generation just needs to die out. <laughs> because nah, nah, I'm saying like the, the, the young I remember when I went well, to the I protest agree. when I, I totally went to the protest agree, in yeah. Birmingham, there was just as much white people as there was black people. Mm-hmm. So it's not a race thing. It's not it's not a it's not a race thing. It's that's what I'm saying. It, it's I a generation. Of, 10, not, it's 100%. a good versus evil. Like yeah. literally, yeah. because there's old people that are nice, there's young people that are nice, mm-hmm. there's middle aged people that are nice, it's just good versus evil. Nah, it's I just the that, people bro. that would judge somebody by their skin and not the content of their character, yeah. and the people that wouldn't. That's all it is, literally.
0: Yeah. I think. When I see, when I, I remember when I first watched that video, bro, and I was like, it was hard to watch.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch all of it. I didn't watch all of it because I remember watching that. It's mad even talking about it. But when I remember watching that video, I felt like my own neck, I can't explain it, Mm -hmm. not like metaphorically. For some reason, whilst watching the video, I physically felt like my own neck was, was, was constricting. And I just, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's just a weird feeling that, is so unique to the experience of any race that struggles as a community. Like where our common our commonality is that we 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 struggle. We almost we almost identify ourselves by our struggle. So when I saw that happening to him, it didn't matter that he was a black American man. It didn't matter that yeah. I don't know him. Mm. When I watched it, it felt like I was watching my own being hurt. Mm. It was, just, that's just what it felt like to me. So it, I, I think, and I think that's what it felt like to a lot of people. And I think that's why it raised the ire of people to that extent, yeah. But during that time, that's when Racist came out of the woodworks in my DMs, in my comment section. Really? Yeah, man, Lord. What, in, in, what, during loads. that time? Yeah, Lord. Loads in my comment section saying what all kinds of things just uh, like different different degrees to racism. There's levels to this racism thing. <laughs> so you got you got the full you got the full-blown You yeah. know you n-words deserve to die anyway right? yeah. You got those ones and then you have people
0: Did you try and would, write an intelligent argument. Yeah, you have that people that
1: would that would argue <laughs> that would argue the the um, what's the word? Argue the morality of George Floyd. Yeah, but for me that man didn't, I don't care what you think about that man. But it's murder. He didn't deserve to die. Do you get what I'm saying? Especially like that in-
0: What the- I just find really crazy about th- that whole thing is that it was just murder. Mm-hmm. Like it was murder in the first degree. And I think we're taking just, taking regardless of the color of the police officer, the mm. color of the man on the ground, mm. like, regardless to that don't matter. Yeah, it, I mean, it does matter, but, the actual act was murder. Yeah. I and mean, now for anyone to argue anything other than mm-hmm. that, man on the ground was murdered by the guy standing you, on his you neck. You already got him. You restrained him. Yeah, he was down. You he got was, him. Like, so what? You got him. Are now. you gonna kneel on his neck? He's to telling death? you that you, he can't breathe. Uh, yo, and bro, like you know that when people start calling for their mum, it's because they're dying. Like, if you heard about the World War II stories in the battlefield, like when mm, they start calling no. for their mum. No. Right.
1: but that's what i'm saying like yeah that's why that's why it's not really up for debate with me and i, I don't really go back and forth with people about that because when people say mm-hmm. things like that i don't question the content of what they're saying i question their intention mm-hmm. why are you saying this yeah you understand what i'm saying like what's the reason why you're saying this so yeah the, um, a lot of people came out of the woodwork even when i left the bbc the, a lot of people came out of the woodwork with that as well but yeah it is what it is i don't i when somebody's that level of ignorant yeah i'm almost happy that they expose themselves let me know who you are so i can stay away from you
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting like how this year we've seen so much change in terms of like how people respond to things. Yeah. And like a combination of like two massive things like like the BLM movement and and the pandemic all at the same time and I think in a way I think there's a lot of positives that have come out of this because it's pushed people to have to start thinking critically for themselves mm. and start making like real judgments about what is right and what is wrong yeah the world is thinking younger mm-hmm. like
1: young the, the, but uh, there's a part of me that feels like as good because it's going to be the recipe for change but it's sad that kids can't get to be kids like think about it little black kids did not get to be kids last summer when mm. that whole george floyd thing was happening no they had to watch either their parents or their older brother or sister making cardboard fingers and watch talking about george floyd or talking about that the apparentness the of innocence, yeah. Yeah, the innocence, yeah, their difference fun, to other people in society was magnified, even though it was for the A cause positive. of change. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it got magnified, but in essence, that's actually helping because the young. That means that more 18-year-olds will vote. Yeah. More 19-year-olds will vote. They won't feel like it's something for people that's much older than, than yeah. them now. There's there a lot more younger people are becoming more politically literate yeah. than they've ever been before, knowing how to vote for their local um, members of parliament and
0: things of that nature. So yeah, it's it's good. It's good, but it's also sad that kids can't be kids. I think I think it. I tell you what I think is good is that, that we've got no more Trump. I think that was... Yeah, Trump. you see see me, I'm a very...
1: I don't let my emotions make me not be able to look at all angles of something. Mm -hmm. So there's... Trump is one of the greatest comedians of all time to me. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yes, I understand that he's wild in many different ways, but I watch that man and some of the things he says fascinates me. Like one of the times he just tweeted... China <laughs> just that's it that, that's it that to me is funny bro like that to me is funny like no explanation capital letter China no and he just let that go and it was, if anything Donald Trump oh, law and yeah Donald Donald Trump let us know much power a president really has we've never known how much power a president really has, yeah. yeah. president really has yeah. until donald trump yeah. now more will be expected from presidents will not be able to just hide off in the dark anymore yeah. and then just tell us that they can't do anything because yeah. he was out here doing stuff building walls banning people yeah. executive <laughs> orders yeah, tweeting MD. don't tell me now that you can't address something you are for your president because donald trump tweeted china yeah. so you can say something about these matters yeah he tweeted that um kim jong-un directly didn't he so I'm trying to, some of the tweets he said, I won't even rephrase them, but there was, there was wild, but they were also fascinating. Yeah. So I found him a very fascinating character, but yeah, he needed to go because the thing is, is that his rhetoric emboldened racist people. Yeah, massively. It like literally empowered them. He says, yeah, our president, even though he, what he said wouldn't be as outright and wild as what they would say and do. Yeah. It emboldened them because he said to them, our president is with us, so yeah. we can do this. Capitol Hill happened. Because he emboldened people to that level, bro.
0: How can the 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 concept of impeachment exist anymore after this? Because he's got away with it. He just so, didn't
1: get impeached. He just but didn't what, go but what
0: more have you got to do? Just didn't go through. Um. What more have you got to do to get impeached?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he wanted to stay president because he didn't want to get arrested. Because I think now nah, people come after yeah. him legally. People come after him legally. He's getting well. He's getting sued now, isn't he? I, I hear all guys. kinds of things are happening. But with, with the whole Capitol Hill thing, I look at that and I think, yo, that was black people. Everybody dead. Everything. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Every, Bro, everything. Have, have you seen the pictures though? When you, when for their Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter march, when people were stood in front of the steps of the mm-hmm. Capitol building. Mm-hmm. How much police and everything, and, and it was robo yep, cop. Yep, yep for liar, robot. Facts, nah, you now facts,
1: facts, facts, facts.
0: And they just let these people walk in. Facts. They did you see the video of the guy saying, "Can, can I get you guys some like water or refreshments?" Nah. With the guys walking in the nah. side. <laughs> did you see it, bro? Nah. They're, they're going in the actual the Senate where where they make laws and there's that guy you know with the. Dressed as a Viking. Yeah, yeah. The guy's in there, there's some guy bloodied up, stood next to Nancy Pelosi's desk, right? He's he's sat there on the floor mm-hmm. and he goes, Oh, he's fucked up. And then the police guy goes, Oh, can I get you guys like some you guys okay? Do you need any medication? This is a policeman, bro. Wow. He's welcome, welcoming them in. I've, I've been you hearing see them, that cast. Yeah.
1: I've I've been hearing they've been getting arrested though one by one. Yeah, one by yeah, one. Yeah, they're getting the pictures and that that they've taken and then arresting them. But yeah, that's crazy. He's crazy still.
0: He's crazy to see. I seen um a scene that you've been using like comedy to like raise, well, not say raise issues, cause I don't think, you're not raising issues that nobody doesn't really know, mm. but I think you're like shedding like like the Boris one that you've done the other day, I, I, li- I like that one. <laughs>
1: I get scared when I do them ones, you know? I, I, I feel like I've just been on social media testing how, how wild I can go <laughs> before they really just pick me off <laughs> with a sniper, like, like I just don't, but yeah, like for me, I just feel like the world, when Boris and Trump are both there at the same time, it's an interesting world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And those sketches, to me, was to show the other side of the argument that some of these people really think that they're right. Yeah. So I've done this sketch from the perspective of Boris Johnson. He's not the villain in his story. Yeah. He's the hero. Yeah. Because... I mean, I entered his brain so much. I started believing his points. (laughs) No, no, no. I did because one of the videos I said, a a reporter asks Donald. I mean, a reporter asks Boris. He says to him, he says to him, What do you say to people who said that you've handled COVID poorly? And he says, Am I your God? Do you know what COVID is? Do I know what COVID is? Okay, so whether I let's say I told you eat out to help out. Did you have to go? Did I tell you that if you don't eat, you'll be arrested? No, you chose to go out and stay there yeah. right up until the edge of the 10 p.m. curfew, right to the edge. <laughs> they had to literally kick you out of the restaurant at 10 o'clock. You chose to do that. I didn't force you out of your house. Yeah. I said, you could go out. But when I did have a lockdown, remember when lockdown was summer year, mm. the beaches were packed. They were packed and that bro. was during a full national lockdown. Yeah. So because I entered his brain and said that, I could see how he would sit there and tell himself, look at them. They're blaming me as if they're mindless sheep. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it is kind of tr- yeah. I'm, I'm defending him now. <laughs> it is kind of true that you we, talk we all it. know what COVID is. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If we, and everybody's on social media every day t- saying that Boris is dumb and unfit. So mm-hmm. why are you? Why why would you not take some kind of accountability for your own actions and then say you know what? Boris said go out, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. He said lockdown's over now, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go work and I'm gonna go back home. I'm yeah. not gonna go to the park. I'm not gonna go to this restaurant. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this eat out to help out. <laughs> if he does the eat out to help out one more time though, that would be the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I think he will. That would be so funny. He will. He'll be like, like yeah, he's trying to kill us. I <laughs>
0: think he will? Well yeah. You gonna take the vaccine? Me yeah yeah yeah
1: I am. I think I am. I'll take my, both. My parents have now. I'll take all three. Yeah both both my parents have now. Have they? Yeah, both my parents. Have. My parents are at risk because my dad had cancer at one point in his right. life. And my mom has an eye condition, which for some reason makes her at risk. So both my parents have now. But um, yeah, I've, I've spoken to a lot of doctors. I've spoken to a lot of um, scientists, people. I didn't understand all the <clears> words, but, but
0: but I've just spoken to them and they've kind of broken things down to me. And I feel like- I think that what's happened is, is like the world is in crisis. They have, the they have this scientific capability to accelerate the process and that's all they've done. My my whole argument has
1: always been people that fear vaccines, if they wanted to do us something, if they wanted to concoct something to kill us Mm -hmm. or to harm us, they could do that without announcing vaccine or saying yeah. why. They could put it in your water supply, in the paracetamol you take every day, in the yeah. crisp that you always have. Or the iPhone, like, the like if they really, the iPhone that we've all got yeah, in our pockets. exactly. If they really wanted you to to do to do yeah. something to you, they could do it to you and you would never know. Yeah. Like for me, it's a situation where when people have COVID at the moment and they go to the hospital, all doctors are doing are making them comfortable until COVID goes away. Mm. There's no cure. There's no there's no fix. So we need a fix. Mm-hmm. We can't just ignore the fix. Exactly. And obviously I was on the fence at first, but as I said, I've let time marinate. Yeah. I've let things go and I've had different conversations. And now I'm at the point where when they offer it to me, I'll take
0: it. It's weird, like in my in my in my circle of friends, like I've got two circles of friends, like one like my homeboys, like my boys from my area I grew mm-hmm. up with. None of them want that vaccine. Mm -hmm. They're all Mm anti-vaxxers, hard Mm anti-vaxxers. I ain't doing this, I ain't taking nights, tracking your Mm. 5G, all these kind of different Mm. kinds of theories I'm hearing. And then in in my group of friends that are like my work circles, Everyone wants a vaccine. Yeah. Everyone's ready to go with it's it. It's
1: anti-establishment mindset. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's just anti-establishment. Some people are anti-order, anti-government, anti-anything that comes from the system. Mm-hmm. So they're not differentiating, they're not looking at situations individually, they're not yeah. assessing it properly. They just have they have certain, what would you call it, assumptions about the system. And they think anything that anything that has to do with the system. It's about fear-mongering, It's about control. It's about oppression. Every single time, yeah. they don't look at things in with nuance, yeah. and I can't stand people like that. Yeah. You have to look at things it, with nuance, and you have to look at things. And for the, people, people are faking anyway, I tell you right now. Soon as you start to revoke certain privileges from right. certain people, they will be they will be getting like me here, 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 everywhere. Yeah. So don't listen to people when they say that they will join up. The, they will they will bend and they'll bow just like the rest. This of is people. what
0: I said. I said to them. I said like, listen, yeah. When it comes to holiday time. Yeah, and, that, and you ain't going. They'll take it. They'll take it. They'll take they'll it. They'll all take it. Yeah. They'll take it and they'll pay for it. Cause by which point if you miss your foot, I think if you miss your free one, they'll start charging for it. Nah, they can't do that. That'd do you, be crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. Can't bro. charge for life. They can't. Not in this country. Do you know what I think? Yeah,
1: not with the kinda not with the NHS system. I don't know. This country's bro. always been about. I think like if you... in America they'll roll let you die if you can't pay. Yeah. But but I don't think this country will be like that. Yeah. I don't know,
0: bro. We'll see. We'll see. But I think. I think they don't I'll... need to
1: charge us. They're getting they're getting their money back. How? I just keep seeing things go up. I just keep seeing little taxes go up, little price hikes in different things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I saw something the other day about TV licenses about to go up by a yeah. pound or something like yeah. that. They're getting their money. How back. many
0: ten grand jerkin you they've got of people for breaking COVID laws? I don't even know. I don't even know. Just the other day,
1: police called my door, asking me for access to the building to stop some party that's going on. I was like, "Why did you call me?" What uh, do you mean the call? So you in the block, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They called my they called my house. I was like, why "Are you calling my house?" And I didn't I didn't let them in because I don't know who they are. I don't <laughs> care w- how 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 good your high vis jacket <laughs> looks. T- I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I was like, "Why do you call?" It's, it's the, they was like, "It's the police." Um, let us in. We're not coming you know for what? you. We're <laughs> I was like, "Sir." Sir, ma'am, I don't know you. <laughs> Best me adults about this. I don't know you. I have no responsibility to let you in. Find yeah. another way. Call someone else.
0: Yeah, it's. Have, have you seen that advert that's going around about don't meet up with your friends? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they did that. Nah, they keep getting it wrong, right, don't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, 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 That's what I'm trying to say. The, reading the room is very important. Yeah. Reading the room. And I,
0: th- I think the powers the powers that be the powers that, the people who are controlling our media controlling our our laws our society they are not reading this room very well No, because the god the the people of the
1: UK are not comfortable enough with how this government has handled the COVID crisis to hear jokes from the government. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If if, if, we, if our COVID cases <laughs> were lower, yeah. maybe we would hear jokes from you. Yeah. No, we need the most serious yeah. advert you've ever seen in your life yeah. right now. Read the
0: room, it's very simple. You just yeah. have to read the room that you're in. Like the Prime Minister of New Zealand, she can get on yes. stage. She can get on stage and do a full set. Full set, full, comi- full comedy set. Yeah, because, and charge on the way. Yeah,
1: yep, because she has maintained order. Right yeah. now, that's a leader. That's somebody that people will follow. Yeah, you understand, but but yeah, you you lot don't really have the you don't have the license, you don't have the leeway
0: for jokes. We've got the, we've got the worst rates, and I think Europe. I think, it might definitely Europe. Mm-hmm. Death rate, I think per capita, it might even be the world. Don't quote me on that, but it might. I can't remember.
1: It's it's def- a crazy number, though. Yeah, yeah
0: it's bad. Yeah. It's very very bad. Yeah. Either way, I'm just, I'm just I'm just glad to to know that. Well, hope at least that maybe we get into the other side of this now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's, it's been long, man. Yeah, it's, man. It's been extremely long. What's next for you then? Me? What is next for me?
1: Um I want to write a book about what? Um self-help. Okay. Self-help. Um I want to write a book. I want to get into um writing for either a TV series or a like a, so like a Netflix series or like an yeah. Amazon series or something like that. Um, Cause I feel like I can write yeah. long form content and like a series. Um, so I want to get into that. Um, continuing to grow, continuing to do sketches that that you know give people food for thought. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important for me to do content that gives people food for thought as well as being entertaining. So that's important for me at this point. It wasn't always, but now I feel like just in this social climate, that's a very important thing for me. Um, getting on the property ladder, something mm. I'm working on right now just in my personal life and just continuing to be happy, man. Continuing to invest in the things that make me happy, which is my friendships, my relationships, my family. Those are the things that matter. Yeah. And I think in this time, it's that's just been proven even more. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? like Because I think a lot of people ended up at home and then really had to think, yo, who actually cares about me? Because yeah. I've been sitting here for five days, no one ain't checked on me. Yeah, Do you exactly. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and it's mad, innit? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think this time is teaching people as well that you have to be a bit more intentional about the relationships in your life, or they won't be maintained. Mm. I've always been very intentional about my friendships. Like I maintained, I make sure those friendships live. I water yeah. them on purpose. Yeah, the same, Especially bro. doing what I do, it's mm-hmm. so easy for your friends to feel like, oh, you've forgotten them, or you you think you're too sick now. I never give them the chance to. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Because I I just maintain those friendships. It's very important to me. Yeah. So yeah, man. Just continuing to do that.
0: Yo, bro. Nice one for my man thank for you
1: man. thank you for having me
0: conversations with me always get so serious they do man you're supposed to be a comedian yeah but... brother i don't know what
1: i don't know how it happens you know what it is yeah ever since like i started talking about serious stuff like like usually like, every single time i do a podcast or anything like that conversations, nah, you know what, always I, deep.
0: I, I had a feeling it was gonna get there
1: i was not trying to be deep I, I, i'm never trying to be deep it just always ends up happening that nah, way because you know what it
0: is the underlying the vibe i get anyway bro it's like the the underlying there's a lot of underlying messages in what you're doing, mm. and, and we just have a lot of deep value. You mm. get me? Mm. And I think once you're like, you like you're not like like bro, you're not here to act here. Like we're talking mm. in it. You yeah, get me? Yeah. There's no there's no stage here. It's like we're just. Yeah. A, just I guess it's just a deep, deep. It's a deep time in the world. It's, it's a, a deep guess, time yeah, in the world. It's a deep bro. time
1: in the world. So I guess I just have to accept that. But yo, people, I I am fun. He's fun. I'm fun. Normally. It's not all day Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Some so people be thinking that, bro. I remember when I first started talking yeah. um, about this whole Black Lives Matter stuff and stuff like that. I was out with my bridging, and we was on scooters and that. And this guy stopped me and was like, what are you doing outside? Like, you're supposed to be like, fighting the fires, fight. like, bro, I'm going Tesco. we you, talk- you talking about? <laughs> what do you think this is? You think yeah. it's Black Lives Matter 24-7? No. No, yeah. black lives don't matter for a, a good portion of my day. <laughs> a good portion of my day, only my life matters. This is the thing though, like, it's like,
0: the way the internet is now like, so we've had a conversation today, like, we talked about bare things, but say, let, let's say that part of the conversation, yeah. people home in on, yeah. they might have got, go, uh, Sideman's a black Black lives matter activist, that's yeah. all he lives and breathes yeah, for and that's yeah. everything. Yeah. But only because I brought up the subject of why you left the BBC. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, that's fine. But I, I, I always just think, I just don't want like you guys no. to think that.
0: Nah, no, I don't think that. Yeah, but nah. No, I don't
1: think that at nah. all. But yeah, nah, nah, nah. As I said, I'm fun. Just remember that. I'm fun.